after church today. And I will say I had originally planned to be with you the whole time, but my mother-in-law came calling, saying that she needs me to preach at 11 o'clock. So I fought that thing off all night long. I woke up this morning, my wife was looking dead in my eyes. <laughs> and I knew what that meant. I just said, okay. And she smiled at me and said, thank you. So I got to do it for my mother-in-law, amen? But there are so many wonderful things planned for you. And I'll meet with you briefly before I have to head out and, and get over there a little bit late to preach the gospel over at their church. Psalm 1. And if you're in this place today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, as I preach the word, I want you to contemplate giving your life to Christ. As I preach the word of God, let God talk to you. And if you're moved, if your heart is moved, I want you to come up here before men and women and say, I want to give my life to Christ. And if you're also a person in this place, you want to become a part of this family. Contemplate as I'm preaching the word of God about becoming a part of a church that's growing and will help you grow too. Amen? So, I'll be asking for you to come in a few moments. Someone, verse number one said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he does meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit, his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever, my God, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so but are like the shaft which is driven away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Today I want to preach a message entitled, Why We Need the Holy Ghost. Why We Need the Holy Ghost. Raise your hand if you know that God is a healer. Amen. And you appreciate him for that. Amen. Yes, you appreciate him. We thank him for being a healer. Raise your hand if you know for yourself that God will provide for you. He'll put money in your pocket. Somebody shout, yes, he will. If you thank God for it, say thank you, God. Raise your hand if you know that he'll be a lawyer in a courtroom. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. 
What's amazing about our response is that we love and desire God the doctor. We love and desire God the banker. We love and desire God the lawyer. But who we don't love and desire is God the Father. The disciplinary. Somebody say me. We all love what God does with his hand. We love him to keep our, his hand on us as long as it's a sign of favor. Somebody say amen. But we dislike it when the hand of God is on us and it's a sign of his displeasure. Somebody say amen. God is a disciplinarian. And here's why we need the Holy Ghost. And I want to I take my time and I'm going to read a lot of scripture to you today. And we might not shout, but I got to tell you that I believe that something is going to permeate in our hearts when we hear the word of God. We need the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout, I need the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Ghost. I, I am a wretch undone. Somebody say amen. Let's just talk about that for a minute. I am a wretch undone. I filthy individual. Somebody say amen. amen. I'm nothing but filthy rags. The scripture says that. Amen. And if it was not for the Holy Ghost, I would have found myself in much more trouble in my life than I've already been in. Somebody say, I thank God for the Holy Ghost. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. And for those of you in this room who think that you're not a filthy person just because it hasn't shown up on the outside yet, don't you look around like you ain't had some stuff in your mind. Just because it hasn't exhibited itself at church or at work, don't you tell me what's not going on behind closed doors. Amen, When no one is looking. Somebody say amen. amen. Let's be honest about it. Raise your hand if you can admit I am a wretch undone. Without the Holy Ghost, I would be messed up. Somebody say amen. amen. We need the Holy Ghost. And as I said last week, it's not hard to get it. The Holy Ghost is free. All we got to do is receive it. In Acts chapter number 8, verse number 14 through 15, it shows us how easy it was. I shared last week but that, that, that Acts 8, chapter 8, verse 14 through 15 says, Now, when the apostles at Jerusalem had heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them some apostles, Peter, James, and Peter, and John, who came down and prayed that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. Pray for it. Somebody say amen. Yeah. A lot of us pray for houses and cars and jobs, but how many of us ever pray for the Holy Ghost? Yeah. Are y'all going to enjoy this message? Yeah. Yeah. How many of us pray for the Holy Ghost and they prayed for it and the Bible said they laid hands on them and they received it. It wasn't difficult for them to get. Yeah. Somebody say amen. Yeah. They prayed for it. 
they laid hands on them and they received it. And the reason why it's so important is because number one, the Holy Spirit helps us as Christians deal with our weaknesses. And every one of us got some weaknesses. Look at your neighbors and you got some weaknesses too. You got some. You got some. Every one of us in this room got some weaknesses. And what the Holy Spirit does is, if the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, even when we don't know how to pray for our weakness, you don't even know what to shout about. Is there anybody here know that, that, that the power of intercession, what that means is that you can have an issue. And even though you don't have the strength to pray your own self, an intercessor will pray the prayer for you and you get the results as if you prayed for Y'all not helping me here. You can be in a hospital and cannot open your mouth to pray, but an intercessor can walk into your room and pray for you and you get the healing just like you prayed for it. But the blessing of the Holy Ghost is, is that if nobody ever walks in your room and utters a prayer for you, the Holy Spirit himself will utter a prayer for you. And you don't even know how powerful that is. There's nobody closer to God than the Holy Spirit. Do you know how powerful it is to have somebody connected to God intimately to pray on your behalf to God? Walks past you and 
steps in. That lady right back there got it. Y'all missed it over here. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. When the Holy Spirit prays as intercessor, the Holy Spirit steps in. Pushes you out of the way. Y'all missed that. Okay, I'm going to do it one more time because I got to move. The Holy Spirit slides you out of the way and steps in where you would be standing. And it begins to block stuff that otherwise would, would kill you. Otherwise would make you lose your mind. Otherwise would make you go crazy. I need five people in here who thank God for the Holy Ghost that intercedes for you. He stepped in on time and he blocked some stuff. Can y'all do me a favor and give God a he blocked it praise? He blocked it. He blocked it. He blocked it. He swung it out of the way because he stepped in. Spirit you out the way. So that he can do what he wanted to do. The Holy Ghost will pray for you. But watch this. The Holy Ghost is also a comforter. John chapter number 14 verse 26 says it this way. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he comforts us when we feel alone. But that's not the only time we need comfort. He comforts us when we are sick. But that's not the only time he comforts us. God spoke to me this morning in my office and he said, you, we, we think about comfort as being by ourselves and need somebody to hold us. But here's the deal. God said, I will comfort you even when you fall down. You miss your place to shout. I will comfort you even when you have failed. I will comfort you even when you have fallen short of the glory of God. Everybody can't shout on this. But five of y'all who understand the power of grace and you understand the power of mercy, can you give God praise for the fact that he comforted you when you failed the test? He comforted you when you fell down and told you to get back us even when we fall. Comforts us even when we mess up. People got a way of kicking us when we die. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, I, 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 this, I, I, I've been watching this whole thing with Kanye West evolve over time. And the one thing I can't understand, I can't understand how Kanye West can be over here one day serving the world and over here the next day serving God and church folk won't let him do it how in the world can church folk folk who say that they are born again saved by the blood of the Lord do you not know the same and my wife and my children. I thank you for the blood of every person 
everything that you've done wrong. But the Holy Ghost will tap you on your shoulder and say, you're still a good person. Your good days have outweighed your bad days. Let me cut your clothes. Colossians. Oh, God. I don't know why I'm talking. I don't know why I'm talking like this. But let me let me minister this in the room. There's somebody in this room you, you're thinking about giving up on yourself. And God spoke this to me just as plain as day. He says, if you're thinking about giving up on yourself, that's okay. I just blew your mind. If you're thinking about giving up on yourself, God told me to tell you, that's okay. But what you better not do is give up on the God on the inside of you. Tap your name on the shoulder and say, if you feel like giving up on yourself, go ahead and throw in the towel. But when you throw in the towel on yourself, you better start trusting in the God of all gods. Y'all gonna mess some people up. Come on, somebody shout, give up on yourself. Nothing right about you knowing. <laughs> you messed up anyway. How about your neighbors? I just gave up on myself. How about somebody? I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. How about somebody on the other side? I just gave up on myself. But tell them one thing I will never do is give up on the God on the inside of me. I don't care if everything about me dies, but I want to be resurrected like Jesus was resurrected. God, you do it. I give up on myself. But I will not give up on God. It's a hurt to a close. Let me share this with you. It's Psalm 1. Can I preach like this for seven more minutes? Let me, let me, let me pause before I go to this, to this text. I, I posted on Facebook that I had a health scare. Some of you got worried about me. That means that you didn't even read my post. People tell my pastor, take your time. Pastor, you need to lay down. You're going too much. I don't even read. what happened, I'm going to read the script and I'll be done. I was at a Knicks game in New York and a young man walked up to me and he, you know how the young people, you know, they, I'm tender. I don't need you to be bumping into me like the opponents. still notice it then. The first thing I did was, I didn't call the doctor. What I did, I went to WebMD. Google search. When I tell you, Google will kill you. Google will have you dead. In the grave. 
I said, pain in my chest, on my right side. Cooper said, you better call the ambulance. You better get there right away. So I called D, I said, I'm going to the hospital. I'm going to the doctor. And I went to the doctor, and they checked my blood pressure. My blood pressure was sky high. Sky And the doctor came in later. He said, do you have high blood pressure? I said, no, I don't have a history of high blood pressure. I don't take any medication or anything. He says, that's odd. So he did an examination. He did an examination. He checked me out, took my blood, and he came back. He says, why are you here? Oh. Says, why are you come? Like, because you're the doctor, and I'm dying. <laughs> he says, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Get out of my office, there's nothing wrong with you. Go home. He says, but now you do have a problem, because now I see you have high blood pressure. So, he says to me, he says, now, I got to figure out this. He said, I'm going to check it again to make sure. And when he checked my blood pressure again, it was normal. Amen. Watch this. It was normal. And here's what God says. There's a whole lot of stuff we worry about that ain't even happened yet. Y'all miss your place to shout. There's a whole lot of stuff we're concerned about. We, 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 we over here thinking we got a problem over here. And the problem we think we got over here is causing us a more major problem over there. That's why we need the Holy Ghost to remind us that God is still in control. And I failed at that. The pastor failed at that. I went into fear mode and anxiety. And after the fact, the Holy Ghost had to remind me God. who God is. Yes. And as soon as I left the doctor, I ain't even feel the pain no more. Oh, Touch your neighbor and say it was all in his mind. Oh, I already told y'all I was messed up. Psalm mm -hmm. 1, let me give this to you. We're going. Y'all ready? Amen. He said, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Mm -hmm. Notice this. It does not say, blessed is the man that walketh with the ungodly. He said, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. There's a big difference. See, we can walk with the ungodly. But the question becomes, who's going to influence who? Don't miss your place to shout. He says, it's all right to walk with people who don't know me. But don't you let them infect you. You got to infect them. That's why we need the Holy Ghost to be able to stand in a wicked world and still stand firm on the power of God and the word of God. Are y'all hearing me? Listen, 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 listen. I got, I got to, I got to go to this one. Verse number two says, "But his delight is in the law of the Lord." That's the word of God. Somebody said, "My delight is in the word of God." And on the word of God, it says, "Blessed is the man who 
meditates on it day and night. Giving us the secret to success. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And verse number three says, and he shall be I'm going to shout right here. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Can I give you a good place to praise God? This scripture means that you're not just growing up by the rivers of water. It means that you have been strategically placed, planted by the rivers of water. You know what that means? That means God carefully decided where he wanted you to be. Wherever you are right now, if God did not want you at that place, he would have plucked you up and planted you somewhere else. The devil has been stealing your joy, trying to make you feel like you're out of place. But even though it's storming in your life, I dare you to touch somebody and tell them, I'm right where God wants me to be. I'm right where he wants me to be. Be. I may not have a new job yet, but I'm right where God wants me to be. Y'all miss your place to shout. I may not have complete healing in my body yet, but I'm right where God wants me to be. Can I get 10 of y'all to give God a right now praise? I'm not talking about what you think he's going to do in the future. I want you to thank him for what he's doing right now. It might not be a whole lot going right in your life, but can you give him praise? what he's doing right, right now. I find your neighbor and tell him I'm planted, I'm planted, I'm planted. I'm planted, I'm rooted. Back in the old school we used to say I'm, 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 I'm tied up. No, I'm, I'm wrapped up. <laughs> tied up. Tangled up. Y'all not gonna help me in here. He said it should be like a tree planted by the rivers of war. Can we shout right here? Keith, you won't get this. He says, and when you're planted by the rivers of water, you're going to bring, the Bible said, he prays for his fruit. In his season. That word is strategic there. It don't just say you're going to bring forth fruit. That's why you can't be looking down the aisle and determining how God is about what he's doing in the life of your neighbor because it might not be your season yet and you can't look at what God is doing for somebody else and get upset with him because he's not doing it for you because that might not be your fruit. Y'all miss your place to shout. God says for every man that he gives a particular fruit, your fruit might not look like her fruit, but you got fruit. Your season might not be her season or his season, but you got a season. Is there anybody other than me that can thank God that you got a fruit on the inside of you and in due season it has to come for his fruit in his season. Oh my God, but here's where I lifted my hands in my office. Oh my God, you got fruit. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You got fruit. Your fruit might not be my fruit. But somebody said, thank you Lord for my fruit.
you got a fruit. Yeah. Now here's the deal. If you envy my fruit and take it away and try to use it, it'll either spoil in your hand or spoil in your stomach. But 
But watch this. Watch this. Even if you're not in your season, I don't know who I'm talking to. Lift up your hand if you get at this. I'm not in my season right now. I know it. I don't see much fruit. I don't see much. Come on. I know that ain't everybody. But if that's you, stand on your feet. Because I'm going to give you a place to give God praise. Stand on your feet. Raise your hand. I said, I don't see the fruit right now. I don't see the fruit right now. And some of y'all been waiting a long time. My daddy, my daddy, I, I tell my children this, I tell my wife this. My daddy was the toughest man I know.
to believe anything now. But right now, just say, God, I thank you for my life. I thank you for my life. 